Welcome back to Change Ed. Changed. I am your host, hostess, hoster, hoster. Nope, I'm your host, Andrew Kuhn, project consultant from Montgomery County Intermediate Unit. And here with me with an obnoxious title is... Tony Marabito, Carbon Lehigh Intermediate Unit Staff Development Facilitator. Tony, we'd like to thank you for being on the show and we wish you all a very good farewell, goodbye. Our new co-host is... Patrice Semachek, also out of the Montgomery County Intermediate Unit. I think Tony should say. Okay. Well, once it is up for a vote, we will make sure we take that into consideration. It's not up for a vote. So... Uh, we've talked about a lot of things about three-dimensional learning a lot, and there's a lot more that we could talk about and dive into. However, this is a 15 minutes or less weekly podcast, so we're not going to do that all here. And now, instead, I want to talk big picture about the paradigm shift that comes into play when you are uh, really learning to teach this way, right? There's a process that you need to dive into. Or the paradigm shift for our listeners as Tony is leaving, they're going to now have to connect to another person and being. By the way, Tony's not leaving. Pluto is not a star. The thing you're I making my mom very upset. I know, I know. I'm sorry, That's Mrs. Marabito. I still want to be invited to the holiday dinner. So um, as we look at this, what could be some of the big paradigm shifts? And what I'm really looking to get at uh, with that as a follow-up question, I'm going to ask it already because it's my show. I can do what I want. Is, <laughs> is what could some of the barriers be for our educators? So um, Patrice. I'm going to talk on your show. This <laughs> is... Uh, I don't, I, I can't recover from that. Um, would you please give us your wisdom on paradigm shifts? On paradigm shifts? Yeah. Or whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> it's just fill the air. No, I was, I was under the impression we were talking about how this shift has happened with the art of classroom. So, yes, yes, that's it. That one. Um, so you could ask better questions. That'd be great. Um, so one of the things that I think we talked about in an earlier podcast was we weren't taught this way. And so it's uh, hard for us. And I'm a little uncomfortable for at least I'll speak for myself, for me to teach in a way that I wasn't taught. Um, and uh, I think that is something that's going to have to shift. The other thing, again, as an elementary teacher, uh, I didn't have time to teach science. And so the shift has to come in the integration of content areas where we can maybe read a little bit in our ELA class um, and do some of the math in our math class that is related to our phenomenon and our explorations and things like that. So I think there needs to be a big paradigm shift and it feels like it's very overwhelming at this point. So one of the things that I think we need to continue to have in the back of our mind that we're going to be working towards shifting uh, to the steel standards and this way of thinking is it has to happen in small bite-sized pieces. Um, so there's some research out there that talks about how you can only change 10% of your practice and make it sustainable. And so I think that we need to think about what is the 10% that we want to change and then move forward that way. Yeah. So this is a, a day by day, class by class, moment by moment, being able to embrace change mm -hmm. And ebb and flow as well, right? Like not everything is going to work out the way you try it the first time. And it actually makes me think about 
the new year's resolution, right? Like a lot of what we're doing here is we're actually building up new teaching muscles, right? We, we, these muscles that we've maybe never used before. And so when you have a new year's resolution, uh, people might flock out to the gym and they want to get start to work out. Uh, but then they find that, okay, I, I actually don't have the muscle set that I was hoping I would have. It's taking more time. It's taking more effort and, and, and they might stop. And the issue with that is then, then those muscles that you did start to build, they're going to atrophy, right? So any progress you did make, you could lose and maybe even potentially slide backwards. So the reason I bring that up is that this is something you just keep working on, right? Just stay committed to it and stay with it. Uh, unlike a lot of New Year's resolutions where it might be a temporary thing, this could be you could be in this for the long haul. And, you know, by all working together and all all grouping together, we could really change the face of education, not just in Pennsylvania. No, no, no. Not just in Florida where they don't have trains, but across the country and maybe even the world and the globe. My friends, I know the same thing. Tony, part of what she was saying about the uh, venturing in a new territory, something that we haven't done before, made me think of one of your favorite sports that has a vowel in front of it. Oh, it's funny here about it. Because we talk about esports. Oh, yeah. yes. So not just gaming anymore, not just a game, but a way uh, to make a career out of such a thing. So I think I want to touch upon what Patrice said, and then I'll come back to esports, of course, like I always do. Um, I like that Patrice mentioned the time. So I think not only a paradigm shift, but we also have to um, teach science with fidelity. And I think working that into our schedules is super, super important. So until administrators um, hop on and say, we're going to make science a priority, I think we might struggle with that. Um, I heard from Ben Smith, shout out Ben Smith uh, at Pames, our last meeting, and he was talking about some of the trainings he does. He works with teachers and takes the T&E standards and the other steel standards and kind of pushes them into the ELA and math blocks. And that way, we're not just using STEM as maybe um, an encore course or um, in its own silo, but working it into cross-curricular content. I think that's a wonderful idea. Uh, and then back to esports, of course. Um, I think gamification has made education uh, much more interesting to students. Uh, I can I can talk about my elementary um, classes in the past with uh, no free ads, but Prodigy Math, um, these, these game gamified, kind of learning tools that students don't even realize that they're learning because they're playing these games. And we never taught like that before. That was not, that's not something that I was privy to uh, back in 1923. So it was, it, it's great to have these tools now. We just have to make sure we're using them and find new ways to um, kind of catch the students' attention and, and hook them into this type of learning. Yeah, we also like to say thank you to Prodigy Math for all of the new podcast equipment that you're buying us and you don't even know you're doing it. So thank you so much for your support and belief in this podcast. One of the things that when you were talking that I thought about was how making these par paradigm shifts are actually easier for students than they are for us as adults, because we have a lot more that we've learned. We have a lot more life experience. So in a lot of ways they say, you know, if you want to learn a language, learn it when you're young, right? Or just immerse them into when they're, when they're learning language provide them with a second language or with playing an instrument or, or any number of things. When you're younger, you have less barriers from experiences and learning and uh, that you don't need to move out of the way. So 
you know, for us, it's going to take more time, but do not be surprised if you lean into this and you, you, you're all in that you're going to get feedback from your students. It doesn't mean that it won't work, but you know, your students are going to say, I don't know. It's too hard. Just tell me what the answer is. And that's the product of the system, right? Like, even though you're young, they've learned their system, right? They learned that it was about the knowing and now we're trying to expand them. So uh, we together uh, as a whole unit, we will change things. We will change the system, but it will take time. It will take belief. It will take conviction in what we're doing and um, not trying to do too much too fast. But I think something you said there, we need to be cognizant of the fact that kids are going to struggle with the freedom to be able to, to think like this. So we have to put scaffolds in place to be able to make sure that they're going to be successful. And, and I guess second or third podcast this month, we talked about um, reaching all of our kids and all of our kids aren't going to be successful if we don't provide small little bite-sized opportunities for them to be able to try out this thinking. Um, but they are going to need those scaffolds in place so that they can learn how to be more free in their thinking, especially those kids that are on the older age of the spectrum in our K-12 experiences. Right. In a lot of ways, uh, you know, what I'm thinking uh, for what you're saying is eliminating barriers to learning, right? And then we can't just go from one to another. We don't want that pendulum to swing too far. We have to provide a bridge to get them to this other spot and actually have them help us be part of the process of building that bridge, right? I feel like you're an architect of your own learning. And, you know, when it comes to, to eliminating barriers, Sometimes we can get so excited about where we're going that we forget that we know might need to build these basic structures to be able to get there. Uh, we, we've all had scenarios, Tony, probably more than the rest of us. I was going to say less, but yeah. Okay, less is where you're going. But where we, we, we've set out to do to, to work with teachers or to do a training or provide something, and we might have missed kind of a basic entry level for them. So an example for me is that uh, doing a, a virtual session I was ready to go and super excited about it. But what we, we missed was that the format that we were doing the virtual session in wasn't the format that those teachers used in their school district, right? So we had kind of that basic interaction that we had to figure out and it was a barrier to learning. And, and so I think the point is, is that even with a paradigm shift, there will still be barriers that we need to address and be prepared to work through all along the road. I think we have done a great job this month Finding a way to come together four times in one month is unheard of. But to, you know, already have an elite all-star at the top of their game. Patrice has been doing a great job. Thanks. And Tony. And then to find another amazing person to fill the void that uh, we all have been feeling. Yeah. So this is not going to work based off what's happening right now. Uh, we're going to shut this whole thing down. <laughs> we're going to burn it down to the ground. We uh, are grateful for all of our listeners. Uh, big shout out to the Maravito family. See you in a little bit for our holiday dinner. Thank you for um, tuning in. We appreciate you. Appreciate you what you're doing. Please uh, let us know what you think. We want to. We want to hear from you. Reach out and uh, share your questions. Share your thoughts and. We definitely want to make sure that we are providing you with the content you're looking for. So as always, thank you very much. Be well, be safe, and we look forward to connecting with you next time.